Welcome to Season 2, Episode 68 of the Court of Three Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my very best friend and wonderful husband, Spencer. Hello, everybody, and hello, October. Yeah. This is the best month of the year. You, know you just say that because your birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah. It's my birthday month. But In October really is a good month. It is a good month. Like, fall feels like oh, it's yeah. almost oh, yeah. here. Went I mean, and played golf today. Warm up. Went and played golf today. It was the in the leaves mid-70s. are falling in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a really good round today, too. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, we're going to talk about? Hey, we are going to talk about things on this episode that will make you think, laugh, cry, or maybe even all three. We always hope to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy as you listen. So, wherever you are listening, we encourage you to join in the conversation and also share this podcast on your socials with your friends and families by text as well. So on this week's episode, we're going to keep going with the conversation on the Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts assessment, also known as SIMBIS assessment, Mm -hmm. that is something that I use when coaching uh, pre-marital couples, uh, or uh, I can also use this to coach up uh, couples that are already married. That's called the Mm -hmm. SIMBIS Plus, uh, but we can do that and. The it's a big great eye. tool. It really is. And it really can lead to a lot of good conversation. It leads mm-hmm. to a lot of clarity into uh, who these people are uh, coming together with. And uh, the conversation is always really good. Now, the, here's the big idea for today. And it's almost a continuation of where we were last week mm-hmm. in regards to the whole baggage com- conversation. Uh-huh is the big idea for today is two people marry more than each other. They marry a set of circumstances. So there's a certain context that people bring uh, into the marriage. And for lack of a better term, that term would be baggage. So two people marry more than just the people you know, it's there, what comes it's with what's them. coming with it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing. Okay. But before we get to that, Spencer, do you have our question of the day? I do. Since you oh, normally good. do okay. the question of the day, I thought I would just kind of yeah, I like flip that. it, flip the, flip the script a little okay. bit. All right. I would do the question of the day. Okay. This better be good. All right. <laughs> I know you like to binge watch certain things. Oh, <laughs> um, and Obviously, there's a lot of binge watching that takes place in people's lives on Netflix. What show on Netflix do you like to binge watch? Well, I I don't do it very often, but I didn't say about frequency. Yeah, when but, I'm but able when you to. are able to sit down mm-hmm. on the couch, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's you and Lizzie. Yeah, sometimes we do. So there's things I want to watch with her that are those teenage shows. Um, What's that one? Is uh, the, the becoming summer, be, becoming pretty? Yes, the summer I turned pretty. The summer I turned. But that was a book, so she also read the book. Yeah, but that is that made to me roll my eyes. Bond with your child. I I know, honey, but that's a. What's another one? Well, 
Okay, I, I will have to go back to when I first started binge watching. Okay, and these two remain my all-time favorites. And it's really weird because I don't, they don't go together at all like the things that I will binge watch. But when I first found shows to binge, and I was behind the times, but my two all-time favorites are Friday Night Lights. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You and Tyler. And it probably, I was going to say, that was kind of our thing, and we could talk about it, and he got me to watching it, and I did. I enjoyed it. It was it was good. Um, and then my other one, which was not the best show, but I loved it, Breaking Bad with Walter White. <laughs> that was you and Jared. Yeah, that was me and Jared. Yeah, Jared yeah. liked that one. Yeah. Meth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Right. And I didn't say that they were wholesome, but they're not wholesome. I didn't ask. Yeah, you didn't ask that. I didn't so ask. I, I, but you know, our when we pull up my profile for things, it's very different. Oh, it's very different. I will also choose. Now, okay, I like Virgin River. That's just kind of yes. cheesy, small town, you know, falling in love and mm. not working out, life. Um so I have watched that one, but I'll also pick to binge watch like murder mysteries and yes. documentaries of serial killers. You're just well-rounded. Not what you pick. You're yeah. just well-rounded. I like to think that. Yeah. yeah. I tend to, I, I tend to uh, focus on like meat eater. Yes. All right. That's. Um, yes, Steve Stephen Ranella, who's a hunter, mm-hmm. but he's also an author. Or like survival type, the survival wilderness yeah. shows. You love like stuff Bear like Grylls. That. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me Bear Grylls. But I can enjoy that for a little while. But when I just need to mindlessly watch somebody else's life, oh, as a another one wreck, forged just... in fire. Oh yeah, I like watching that. Forged in fire. That's that's a good one to mm-hmm. binge watch for me. I could kind of get lost in that. Yours one. are a little more wholesome. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. More practical, more more real. But that's kind of the point for me. I just want to see I'll binge the watch crazy shows out there that is not my life, and I go, oh, wow. It's almost an escape for you. It is. I just get lost. In yeah. The... Okay. Well, that's cool. That's a good question. You, you. Well, thank you. You did like that question. I did. I was wondering if you were going to like it or not. I liked it, honey. You did fine. All right. Well, how about a little update? So this past week, we were at Sharp Top with our seniors from Westminster Christian Academy. And of all the camps that we have done in 20 plus years of ministry, we had never been to this one. Uh -uh, Never. And I will have to say, it is a favorite now. It is beautiful. beautiful camp. In Jasper, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Um, Just the drive. And then as you enter the campus and it's this <clears throat> oasis and I, and I stood there at one point just kind of in the middle of the campus of the camp and looked around and you just see mountains it's everywhere gorgeous. and trees and God's creation and, and the facilities are very nice and well taken care of and just um, just a great place, Yeah, I was. think, to connect with God and his creation and have some quiet peace. Our room was in a lodge that backed up to a 
a river, creek. yeah, yep. a creek, and you were out there early that morning on the screened-in porch. Just you can just hear it. It was the birds. It was one of the most beautiful camps I've seen. Yes, it was in, in the it state of great. Georgia. Young Life has done an incredible job. Yes, they have putting that together. Yes, they have. And we were honored to go and had some time with whole group with the seniors. That was special. We've coached some of them, both mm-hmm. of us. We've I've taught, which was kind of cool because yeah. um, I hadn't started at Westminster. I, you know, not been there less than ten years, but. Um, I'd actually taught six of these kids right. that are graduating right. with Lizzie this year. So that was special. And we also had some time to break them apart. And you took the guys and I took the girls. Mm-hmm. It's good. I talked about is it wise and you oh, talked yeah. about their worth. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good to be in that environment. It was. Again. It was. Very special. Lizzie came home tired. She slept. Oh, she slept like all All Friday. And most of Saturday. She was out. (laughs) I mean, never saw her. Uh, uh, uh. I think she finally came down after the Georgia game was over. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Other updates. It's um, getting close for Jared and Kendall. That's a month out. A month and three days. They're busy making plans. and Yes. We're going to be in-laws. And we're going to be talking about it being in-laws. Mother-in-law. You're going. To, I'm going to be a father-in-law. We're going to have a daughter-in-law. But I told I told Kendall. I said we don't need to call you in-laws. We you just a daughter. Instead of calling her a daughter-in-law. Yeah. 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 Your mom calls me her daughter-in-love. Oh, that's right. She does do that. She does. She's written that on my cards, and will call me that. That's always been special. Mm-hmm. That is special. Yeah, looking forward to that one. And then today, had the opportunity to uh, preach again at Bethesda Baptist Church down in Union Point, Georgia, right right below Greensboro. And another beautiful um, day. Another beautiful day. Been doing this for four years, and it has yet to rain. Bruce, Bruce started talking about that. Pastor Bruce started talking about that. I don't know how long we were in it. Which is, you have to understand the context. That's important for them because these are farmers. Yeah. I mean, like farmers, they get out and feed the animals before they come to church. They come in their boots. So speaking of that, (laughs) you can crack up with this. So speaking of that, Bruce is also a farmer and he's got cattle. Yes. Okay. And... I get to the church probably about 845. Service is going to start at 9. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's about 9.05 before we get started. So i got about 20 minutes to get in yeah. and get my mic and check in with the worship team uh-huh. and make sure Order that, of service. you know, uh-huh. all that. Bruce comes rolling in. Normally, he's there. He's but, usually already yeah, there before he's us. He's usually there before yes. us. And I beat him there. Oh, yeah, I beat him to the church this morning, and um, he goes, "Man, I'm sorry, I'm late. We had a, I was on my way out, and there was a calf out of the fence, so oh. I had to wrangle a calf and get and it, back it back inside in before I had to before come to church. church. Hey, uh, but when you're a when That's you're a pastor life. and yes. part of your livelihood is cattle and yes. farming." You got to take care of the animals. I think it's cool. So he had to do that this morning. He wrangled cattle, and then he came to wrangle people. Wrangle people. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was uh, today was our fourth 
anniversary mm. of this particular service. So wow. this is a church down in Union Point. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's in a very uh, uh, agricultural mm-hmm. uh, context. And the I mean, church itself doesn't even look like a church building. It nope. was a very it's a colonial style building. It was built that way uh, back in the um, 1800s that protect was them from the Indians. to protect them to the Indians. Yep, sure was. So, which I uh, learned from a church member when we use this colloquial saying yeah. in the South, the good Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. That's right. I thought I thought it, it was always meant about a creek. the water rising. Yeah, but originally, especially in certain areas, it meant the, the creek, creek Indians, Indians don't right. rise up mm-hmm. and, and kill us. Kill you. Yes. Yep. Then we'll do it. Yes. And then I think it did change into being, yes, the water. So you got fall break coming up. Yes. What are you doing? Oh, I'm not going to do school for five days. Yes. (laughs) Um, You got a busy fall break, though. Well, but it's fun stuff that I will enjoy. Yes, it's not It's not really going to be lay around the house, but that's okay because uh, a friend is taking me to the beach. Yay. Yay. So we will get to spend time together at our favorite place and just doing girl stuff. So right. I'm really excited about that. And it'll be quick, but I just, I know God will just, multiply that time and bless it the the short time that we have and then i'm going to come back and spend some time with my sister and actually go visit relatives i have an aunt that's turning 90 yep and she's going to have a birthday party and kind of a family reunion so that will be sweet people that i have not been able to see in a long time so that'll be fun that's good Mm -hmm. then i've left a few days on the end that i can chill (laughs) Yes. Yes. But leading up to that, I have a lot of conferences. Oh, we're out from Friday to Tuesday. Oh. So I go back the next Wednesday. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. That'll be a nice little break for you. Mm -hmm. But it's well earned. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's earned. Oh, it's definitely earned. It's earned. Yeah. Uh, Right. Going going into the fall break, you got these conferences. I know, but I like that they did that. I don't I don't think it's been like that before, but we're going to go ahead and do the conferences a little bit before the quarter ends. We can sit down and talk with the parents, share with them what, you know, we're seeing, celebrate their child, talk about if there's any struggles or anything that we want to help with. And then after all that, we get our our fall Mm -hmm. break. So I do. I like that it butts up to that. Then we come back for that little short time and finish out the quarter. So they have, you know, just a few more days to maybe make up things or get one more grade. I like it. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, uh, well, let's dive into the conversation. Yes. All right. So. You said we're going to talk about when two people marry, they're marrying more than each other. Yeah, they're marrying. Just each they're other. marrying a set of circumstances. It's it's the context. Yes. So in the context, when we're talking about context, we're talking about basically another name for that. It's just going to be baggage. All right. And like mm-hmm. I said last week, some people are going to have a backpack. Some people are going to have a truckload, and and 
those two people coming into that marriage, uh, it is um, more than just the people. It's the circumstances involved that, that they're bringing into into that relationship um, and becoming aware of how those two worlds, the man and the woman, all right, the two individuals, their two worlds becoming aware of how those two worlds combine on a practical level is essential to making sure that they don't collide on an emotional level. Does that make sense? Yes. Say that again. That's good. So becoming aware of how. So knowing and understanding. Yeah. Becoming. Yeah. Becoming aware uh-huh. of how those two worlds combine on a practical level. How each person. So what you brought into the relationship. Together. Yes. What you what brought. I brought into the relationship. Yes, how and how combine. those combined on a practical level. Mm-hmm. We had to have a good understanding yes. and an awareness on a practical level because it's essential to making sure that we don't collide on an emotional level. That's good. I would agree. Yes. So because if you don't deal with it, if you don't, if you're not aware of it, or uh-huh. if you don't have the conversations about it, let's just use, for example, on an in-law matter. Okay. If you don't, and if you're not made aware, or if you don't have the conversation about a contextual issue that exists, um, but as when it comes to in-laws, then you can have a collision on an emotional level that can be catastrophic. Yeah, because one's thinking this and the other one's thinking something completely different. And, and it's not even about right or wrong, being right or wrong, or there's a certain way. We're just saying we need to be aware of what we are bringing in, that we are meshing together in the marriage mm-hmm. um, to... Reduce and eliminate those collisions. Yeah, or when they, yeah, or when they do collide, how do you, how do you deal with it? Yes. How do you deal with it? Yes, because so, there'll be something that collides. So when we're talking about in the Simbus assessment, mm-hmm. Simbus means saving your marriage before it starts. When we are talking about context, there are basically three areas of context that we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to be talking about the social support systems Uh in, in the relationship next week. It'll be more on the financial context. Then the following week is going to be in the area of expectations, like expectations that you bring into the marriage, Uh expectations that I would bring into the marriage. And a lot of those coming from the family of origin that we came from and how those expectations were developed in us. Like, for example, who's taking out the trash? All right. Things like that. But we're going to get to that. We'll get to that later. So tonight we want to stay on the social social support. Yeah. And then so when we're talking about the social support, there's four specific Areas one mm-hmm. is family and friends. Two are in-laws, which that could be its own podcast in and of itself. Three are the mutual friends or the shared network. All right. Okay. Uh, and then fourth is the faith community. 
Okay. Your spiritual support system. Now you're like, okay, well, I see in here mutual friends, but I also see up top family and friends. What's the difference? So the difference here is on the friendship level is you, for example, had uh, Ruby as a friend. Right. I didn't know Ruby. Right, because we had gone to college and... Correct. Right, in Virginia, you were never around. I was never around, never really knew her. I mean, I knew her through you. Right, just me talking about her, right, when we write letters. So it was not a part of our shared network of friends. Yes. Okay, our shared network of friends began after you and I met uh, in 93, and we began to develop a shared network of friends that really was more revolved around our involvement at the church that we were at at that time. So the first one, family and friends, is more our individual family and our individual friends. Correct. Okay. So we've got, right, our families of origin mm-hmm. and our friend groups friend groups yep. that we've had before Correct. we are joining in marriage. Correct. Okay. And then you said in-laws. In-laws. And then you have your mutual shared friends and you have your faith community. So you have family, but then you have in-laws. In-laws are family, obviously. Right. But it's it's family is also the... But it's at a deeper deeper relational context. Okay. Okay. So, and what we're wanting to dive into is is the support that these four groups give to the couple. To the couple. Yeah. Yes. The support that they can provide, or if there's a lack of it, again, being aware of that and how can you compensate? Yeah, so in the assessment, these four areas are uh, are assessed. Right. And they go as, by asking them questions correct. individually. Yes. And so, and it provides an it provides an uh, a scale uh-huh. um, of a sli- almost a sliding scale of zero to 10 of, you know, zero being um, the least supportive to 10 being the most supportive. Okay. And the time, the people that I have that have filled out this assessment, most of them fallen are on that right side of the scale, that eight, nine, the 10 higher. range uh-huh. on the higher range. So there really hasn't been a whole lot of issues to really deal with because they're coming from healthy friend groups and healthy support networks and healthy in-laws and healthy faith communities and things like that. But that might not always be uh, the case. That's not always the case. Reality. That is not always the case. So, so as what I want us to do is really kind of talk through family, friends, in-laws, mutual friends, faith community, and maybe really from our own context. Okay. Um, you know, our history because, and I, and I also think like, for example, like with family and friends, um, when we were getting married, when we were engaged, um, and we talked a little bit about this last week, there were some people that really questioned whether or not we were ready. Sure. Right. And we were young. We we were were still in school. Yes. Very sure. much so. We we didn't know each other a super long time. <clears throat> I mean, from meeting to engagement to getting married was a year and three months. Three months. Yeah. All of that happened. Yeah, it was yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. 
when I look back on it today, that was really, really fast. So I understand what they were looking at, you know, and kind of why there would have been pause for them. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, so go ahead. No, no you, what you, were you look like you're about thought. to say. Well, finish your No, thought. you go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't think I had given a lot of thought to support systems. I didn't. Yeah. I, which we said in the last episode, it's you leave and cleave. Yes, that's biblical. But it doesn't mean you turn your back on all these other circles that you've had. And so how do you merge those um, together? Yeah. Yeah. And, and maintain good, healthy relationships. And, and right, where is your support coming mm-hmm. from? I don't think I'd thought about that. And, and I think it, it really brought it to light when we moved away. Well, yeah. We didn't know a soul no. when we moved to North Carolina. And then again, when we moved to Florida and knew one family, but past that, no, we didn't know anybody. And, you know, I think in those times, I really began to see how crucial having a support system is. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very crucial. Yeah. Because moving into North Carolina, moving to Florida, those two those two times were really hard. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult. It was really hard moving to North Carolina because when we got there, it was like snow after snow after right. snow. Right, we were snowed and in, so we couldn't, we couldn't make go anywhere. friends. Couldn't, couldn't go anywhere. Right. We're stuck in some apartment. Right, which was good for us. That was growing for us. But, yes, early in the marriage, you're figuring things out, too, but you need a support system. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, looking back, uh, we had some we had some good family and good friends that I think did yes. support us. Yes. Um, God crossed our paths with yeah. people. Sure did. And some were not still in touch with. Um, but for the time, he had them in our lives and they enriched it. Some we are you, still in touch with. Where do you think we would have fallen on that scale? In terms of family and friends supporting the marriage, if we were taking the assessment, where do and you it think? assesses all four groups? Oh yeah, right? it'll assess okay, all four. So with family and friends, I think we would have been higher. Yeah, I mean seven, seven eight, somewhere yeah. In there. Yeah, yeah. I think the bigger yeah. issue for us was probably on the in-law side. Maybe yes. into that context. Yes. Because yeah. I mean, that that has been a work in progress, yeah. really. It, and I would say that's been a work in progress all twenty nine years of our marriage. Sure. sure. I mean, it 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 really has. So, what? Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the in laws. Okay. Let's talk about the in laws for just a second. Um, you know. Go ahead. No, you're about to say something. No, I'm not. I'm you you breathed. You. <laughs> you were like, can I not breathe? Well, yeah, but you were like going to be no, like, I need you to move this along. <laughs> I don't understand where we're going. I thought we were. Well, we're okay. What? No, we're talking about the in-laws. 
what about them? Well, everybody's saying, got them. You're saying supportive, meaning did my parents support our marriage and did your parents support our marriage? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I think they did, but I still think there was hesitation. I, I would agree. I think they supported us specifically It was openly. a cautious support. Yes. Yes. And, yeah, I think it was a cautious support uh, that they offered to us. And, and it was very clear, I think, on both sides that once – that marriage you make this choice you make this choice she's yours yes this is the choice you've made yes so and divorce is not an option and you're in it for so i'm glad they were supportive in that oh yeah measure most definitely yeah most definitely but i think also as we talk about support what i was thinking about with in-laws is not just did they love us you know, and say, yeah, we're glad you're married. And they showered us and did things for us. But that, you know, support to me is also kind of learning and understanding who we are mm-hmm. and what we were doing, being in ministry. And and that mine struggled with that. My parents did. Yeah. So that, yeah. well, in looking at the information on the Simba's assessment, so in-law issues are real. They're real. They're going to happen. Yeah. Um, and what are some ways, what are some things that you can do or talk uh-huh. about? Uh-huh. Okay. When you are dealing with the proverbial in-law issues. Okay. So here are some things that I would encourage with when dealing with in-laws, either in preparing for a wedding in a marriage, or if you are in a marriage and you're still dealing with the in-law issues. So I would encourage you to do this. Number one, stay positive. Stay positive. Don't take things personally. Um, And the other one is always show gratitude. Be grateful. Yes. That's one of the things that I've always tried to do with your parents is to express, like when your dad would take us out to dinner. Sure. I would always, I mean, he would never let me leave a tip. He would never let me pay. He would never do that. And I always want to make sure I showed gratitude to him. I always wanted to make sure... Uh, like around your birthday or your adoption day or things like that, uh-huh. just to express a, a word of thanks for them allowing me and to marry you and to bless our um, to bless our marriage. So show gratitude to your in-laws. Now your in-laws may try to do something nice. Um, you may or may not like it. It doesn't matter, but show them that they are valued and appreciated. Yes. Um, whether if I would it's, agree. Whether if it's a quick phone call or a note or a text or an email, just to say thank you. And that will go it goes believe, a, long a long way. way. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, you're saying stay positive. I think it's also important 
to stay positive about your in-laws to your spouse or about, oh yeah, you know, you never want to put them down. I, you know, you have conversations, yes, that you've got to maybe work some things out when there are issues. But mm-hmm. yes, I, you know, you never want to tear them down. Again, it kind of goes to the gratitude. They did raise this person that you chose yeah. to marry. And obviously they did some good things. Yeah. They, they receive some good things from them, good qualities or traits or whatever, lessons. And, so, And I would also say this, too, is that in your marriage, you're going to have to set boundaries for your in-laws. Right. Because it, it doesn't automatically just happen and come. You're, and And some struggle with that more than others. So you want the support, but you, as the new family unit, many times have to set up those boundaries Mm -hmm. and you could do it in a gracious and kind way. I think always keeping, you know, them informed of things is just, it makes them still feel apart. And that those, that goes a long way when they're trying to adjust as well. Yeah. They're going through their own new normal. That's right. Yeah. I mean, now that we're on this side of it, um, of, becoming in-laws yes and we've got you know a son that's leaving and cleaving and you know it's uh it's new we're having to make some adjustments in our own life you know so it's uh it it's just a new day you know right it's just a new day so there are things you can do i think oh definitely ease if you want to say tension or absolutely yeah definitely because you can control you you can't control them right but you can control you and your attitude right okay so the last two are on mutual friends that shared network and the faith community so on a scale of one to ten on the level of support for that these people have in the marriage, our mutual friends. I feel like we had a good group of mutual friends that was very supportive of our relationship and very supportive of the marriage. I think all the way through. All the way have. through. This changed sometimes our groups, but true. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one thing to be really aware of is that your friends in college. There's going to be change that happens. You're not always going to be in the same community anymore. Mm-hmm. There's going to be shifts that happen in your relationships, but those relationships are still uh, good and uh, they are still important. And I'm still in touch with some of some of our friends, yeah, even today. Um, but right. they're you know in different states yes. at this point. But then the last one is the faith community. You know, and I think the last two, the mutual friends and the faith community, are just really crucial in having people that you can do life with, that you're going through this same season of life as a young, married, newlyweds, figuring it out, that you. You do that together because y'all can relate on that level. Maybe having kids 
at the same time, it's just really crucial that you have a good support group of, of you know, to do that with. And, of course, you know, I'm going to say it needs to be believers, the people that are like-minded, people that, you know, have the same values as you, if that's going to be who your close network is. Well, I know when we were getting married and we were walking through those days, uh, we had some very, very influential people in our lives that most, that the majority of them were were faith-based. They were part yes. of that faith community yes. that spoke into our lives, that encouraged us, that prayed for us, that helped to prepare us as best they could, you know, mm-hmm. for a lifetime together. Um, and that is a critical part. It is. So it's your age group, would, but it's also age groups above you. And I would that, say like on that yeah. sliding scale, of zero to 10, I would say we were probably in that nine to 10. Yes. Right there together. We were, we weren't on opposite ends. No, no, we, I feel like we would seek that out mm-hmm. and we relished that. And when, yes, that again, God would cross our paths with people that could do that for us. And they could be an example of a marriage a little further down the road or you know, someone to talk to and that could listen and give good godly counsel, we would jump on that. Yes. Yeah. So those are the four areas that those four social support areas that are critical in the support of your marriage uh, or your engagement um, that can uh, really help you to become uh, aware Okay, of how your two worlds combine on a practical level so that you make sure that they don't collide on an emotional level. And it's interesting that two of them, okay, with family and in-laws, you can't control that. I mean, you're in the family that got put you in. That's right. And That's and if true. you're choosing to marry this person, you can't change their parents or no. who their parents are. So those are completely out of your control. Yet, again, I'll go back to it's how we can treat them as well. And how do we, you know, have the right attitude, attitude of gratitude mm-hmm. towards in-laws and their extended family and trying to merge the two together but yet the others you do have control over very much so you have yes. control over who your mutual friend group is going to be and your faith community that's a great point and i think sometimes i notice people they're very caught up in the ones they can't control and maybe a lot of focus and they're expending a lot of energy on the ones they can't control, mm. but yet maybe neglecting those that they could control, that they have a choice to go out and seek and find, be a part of a faith community, a small group, find mutual friends that you can do life with that are like-minded. So. That's a that's a really good insight into that, mm. because yeah, the family, 
There's nothing you can do about that. No, we just have to understand how do I respond and how can I. But the friend group and the faith community piece, yeah. yes. Go go get those things if you don't have them. Correct. That's my encouragement. Because to me, those mutual friendships that we formed and had over the years and our faith community that has been a constant in our life has helped you know, as we've navigated family mm-hmm. and in-laws, right? It does. It helps. That's a uh, that's a great way to uh, end this particular segment on on context and the social support context. Okay. That was a really good way to close that close that loop. Well, I, God wants us to be supported again. He, you know. Um, yeah, just like life is not meant to be lived alone, no, no. your marriage is not meant to be lived out alone either. No, the, the need, two of y'all are just floundering correct. to try to figure it out. You, That's not his desire. You need the support. Yes. Not not in the pre-engagement or in the in the engagement, but you also need it in the marriage. Yes, you do. You do. You got to have important. it. Very, very important. So, all right. So in the next two weeks... We're going to talk about the financial context, and we're going to be talking about the expectations context over the next few weeks. And uh, we're about halfway through mm-hmm. the Simbus assessment um, uh, sections, if you would. And uh, so we're just keep we're just keep on walking through this. And yeah, we'd about love to things. hear your feedback. If if you're having conversations, you know, tell us how long you've been married. If this is, you know, uh, uh, an amazing insight that you and your wife have been able to talk to or let us know if you're just venturing in or thinking about it and what it's created, the conversations that it's created for you. We'd love to hear that. And if you're interested in taking the Simbus assessment or yes. getting some uh, premarital coaching, uh, Lisa and I would certainly love to be able to work with you uh, along those lines. And you can certainly reach out to us at our uh, contact information that will be in the show notes of today's podcast. So remember, as we wrap up, that two, two are, better are better than, than one, one and, and a quarter of three strands, strands is not easily broken. broken.